Good morning, people of God. Sorry, let me get myself prepared. Um, as I'm preparing, I just want to start. Um, first, um, Pastor has prayed over the message and the service, so thank you. Um, I am just going to say, Father, move me aside, and I give full reign to you on today, so have your way um, through this message. Um, as I prepare the message or prepare to start the message, I first just want to give honor to God first, uh, who's the head of my life. Um, and then in Proverbs 27, 2, I believe um, it says that we should not praise ourselves, that we should uh, allow others to praise you. And so I give honor to God and um, I honor God because he is so good, him and his infinite wisdom, knowing today, tomorrow, what's going to happen the next second when we don't even know. So a couple weeks ago, um, Pastor Ron and Chaz had a conversation about Chaz bringing the message um, in the near future. And um, then Ron and I had a, a conversation about me bringing a word as well. And so I'm standing before you today to bring that word. But before I get there, um, Chaz and Ron had decided on last Saturday, which was the 5th. Now, God already knew that on the 5th or the prior week, Delphine, our sister, would lose her brother. We didn't know that, but God already knew that and that she would ask Pastor Ron to lead the service of her home, her brother's home going service. Not only did he have that in line, but Pastor Ron had his class with the Assemblies of God that Saturday. And so God, in his infinite wisdom, we don't know, but God knows, had already aligned for Chaz to bring the message on last Saturday because Ron had his class that morning and then would have to stand in and, and give the eulogy for Delphine's brother. And I just want to say I thank God for his wisdom and placing things in line um, and making provision. And then, you know, I said uh, in Proverbs 27, too, that we should praise, we should allow others to praise us. My husband is not going to give praise to himself, and we shouldn't do that. But I just want to say I am, um, I know that the Lord is proud of you, but I am so proud of you. For those that had the opportunity to witness him speaking at the funeral last Saturday, and this was his first funeral, and you would have thought that he had been doing this for a while, but we know that God is in control. God shows up and shows out, so I just wanted to give honor to him on today. I love you, and, and God is super proud of you. I didn't mean to embarrass you, but, <laughs> but I give honor to God and to my husband on today. So I am going to start with our message today, and um, thank you, Drayson, my brother Drayson, for setting the stage. And he's, you know, in his prayer, he said, you know, we, we want to be found doing the will of God when he returns. And so today, my message is, you're expecting, but, but are you ready? You're expecting, but are you ready? And there's two parts to this. 
We expect things from God here while we're here on earth. We expect a lot from God while we're here on earth. And then we're expecting to meet him in heaven, and we're expecting to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. But there's a word that the Lord has given me to share with you on today. And so, again, um, be, we have to be ready and prepared for what God is doing in the earth. And, you know, God is birthing and doing something new in this season. And if we don't catch hold of it, we will miss it. So, as I was um, preparing for the message and he gave me the title, You're Expecting, But Are You Ready?, I started to ponder and I looked up the word prepare because you, ha- in order to be ready for something, you have to prepare. And I looked up the word prepare and it says to make ready or able to deal with something, to put your mind in a proper state of mind and to plan in advance. And I thought about birthing something. And as mothers, when we are, um, we learn that we are expecting a new child, we plan, right? We plan in advance. In today's uh, generation, we plan, we plan, plan in advance. Back in the day, um, I, I'm going to use my mom, they, they probably didn't plan, right? They probably just, uh, you know, showed up when it was time to have the baby, right? Not today. They plan. They get ready. There's a gender reveal party. There's an extravagant baby shower. They're planning. They're getting ready for the delivery of that baby. The mother is getting ready, going out shopping, buying all different types of things, getting the nursery together. They are getting ready for the delivery of that baby. They, they're not going to be caught off guard. They're ready for delivery. They have their bags packed for uh, going to the hospital on the day of delivery. So they're expecting the delivery of their baby. They're getting ready. So we, too, have to be ready. Um, and so I'm going to start in Matthew uh, chapter 24, uh, starting in chap- uh, verse number 3. And here Jesus um, is preparing the disciples for the destruction in the temple and uh, for what was to come with his death and resurrection. And it reads, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will will lead many astray. See, since only the Father knows the time, the day and the hour when he or his son will return, he's preparing the disciples for his return. See, we don't know, and neither did the disciples know whether or not his return would be in their time or even if it will be in our time. We don't know. It may not even be in our time. So let me just say, I'm not saying that the return is going to be in our time, but he's coming and we got to be ready for his return. Amen. Goes on in um, chapter six through eight. 
And he, he's giving the disciples signs and things to look for. He says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Wars and rumors of wars. Are we not hearing and seeing wars and rumors of wars? See that you are not alarmed, he says. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. We are hearing and seeing of many wars, but the Bible says to be not alarmed, the end is not yet. The end is not yet, people of God. We have time to get ready. The end is not yet today. At least in this second, in this hour, you have time to get ready. And he goes on to say, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famine and earthquakes in various places. I'm not a person to watch the news um, that much, but I'm sure all of you have heard of the different uh, earthquakes that we've experienced here in South Carolina alone. And I believe I had an alert that one happened in Elgin this past week. So the Bible is playing out right before us. And again, I'm not saying that God is going to return today. I'm not saying that he's going to return tomorrow. But he's soon to return. His, his word is being played right out before us. Take heed, people of God. And then he goes on to say, and these are but the beginning of the birth pains. He says it's the beginning of the birth pains. Get ready, people of God. And then um, in verse 9, he says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will increase, will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. This is not me speaking. This is the word of God. And the Bible says that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. This is the word of God. And if this doesn't cut, if this doesn't touch your heart, something is wrong. This is Jesus himself speaking to the disciples, telling them the signs that are to come before his return. And again, please don't say that Tammy said that he's going to come tomorrow. He's soon to return. But these are some things that we should be looking for. And it's here. It's right before us. And then in uh, uh, verse 13 through 14, he says, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and the end and then the end will come. So our brother Chaz talked about the gospel last week. And and Jesus is telling the disciples before the end his gospel 
His good news will be proclaimed. He doesn't want to leave any of us ignorant to what's to come, for what to expect. And so he says, I'm going to give everyone an opportunity. My gospel will be proclaimed to everyone, and then he will return. And then he says, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. Again, we don't know the time. Only God knows. Only God knew that Delphine would lose her brother a couple weeks ago. We don't know when God's coming back for his people. Only he knows. But he says to be prepared. Lest we be like the people in the days of Noah. So we go over to Matthew 24, starting in uh, chapter 37. It says, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying, enjoying parties, banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. They were enjoying parties, banquets, going about their daily lives until the flood came. See, God has spoken to Noah and gave him clear directions. And by faith, Noah moved to save his family. And today, God gives clear instructions by way of the Holy Spirit and things that we should be doing in order to save, our, save ourselves and save our families be in tune with the spirit of the God, spirit of God as he is speaking and leading us. We don't want to be like the people in the days of Noah. It goes on to say, people didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the son of man comes. Right before Noah, bo Noah uh, boarded the ark, it says that people were going about their lives, partying and doing things, just not even taking note of what uh, Noah was doing. Not even having enough sense. You got a man building an ark, a boat big enough to carry cargo. A boat, an ark big enough to carry vehicles, trains, cargo. That's like you looking out your back do door or window and your neighbor is building an ark. As my mama used to say to us when we were little, you ain't got sense God gave you. I mean, are you just going to look at what the man of God is doing and ignore it? Really? God is doing something. Take note of what God is doing. Use the wisdom and sense 
that God has given us in this hour. I mean, the people are just going on. But Noah took what God said and he moved. So I'm going to start with preparing ourselves for what God wants to do for us today. Prepare yourself today for what God has for you tomorrow. As we wait upon his return, there's things that God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. But we have to be in tune with his spirit. We have to be in tune and align with what God wants to do in our lives. And when we're not in relation with him, we miss him. We can't hear from him. We're expecting God to do things in our lives, but we're not in tune with him. We're not in relation with him. That's like me expecting Ron to do something, my husband. If I'm not in tune with him and not in relation with him and not in communication with him, things are not going to work out the way I expect them to. We're expecting God to do things, but are we ready? God wants to do things in our lives, but are we prepared spiritually? We say, God, do this and do that. Open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that I don't have room enough to receive. God, enlarge my territory. Got to be careful. Enlarge my territory. Mm. Am I ready for what he's going to do? Am I ready for what God is going to do? Am I spiritually prepared for what God wants to do in my life? We're expecting, but are we ready for what God wants to do? in the earth. God didn't place us here to be stagnant. He didn't place us here to just go around walking around the earth like we own the earth. We're here for purpose. You are not your own. You belong to God. He created the heavens and the earth. You have purpose. Ask God what he wants to do with you and through you on this earth. When we meet him, we want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. We can't just go walking about the earth like, you know, we own the earth. You are not your own. You belong to Christ. <laughs> my dad used to say, um, I brought you in this world and I'll take you out this <laughs> My dad used to say this all the time, be disrespectful to him. But God brought us in this world, and he's the one that's going to take us out of this world. He's the one we're going to have to answer to. Align your hearts and your minds with Christ Jesus. There's purpose. You have purpose. 
And if there's anything in your life that you have journeyed through that you feel like, God, why in the world would you have me go through this? Why in the world am I dealing with this? There is purpose in everything that God allows. There is nothing that gets past him. Nothing. There's purpose in it. There's purpose. Amen? So aligning our hearts, this uh, passage is not on the slides, but in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verses 9 through 11, it reads, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. See, God knows the heart of man. God, God knows what we're able to handle. And if we can't handle it, he's not going to put it on us. And there's some things that we're expecting from God, but our hearts are not aligned with his. So you can expect all day long, but if the heart is not aligned with God's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Before my husband and I got married, (laughs) before we got married, my heart my heart said that we were married in my mind and in my heart. We weren't married, but my heart wasn't where God wanted my heart to be. My heart was where I thought it should be. And see, God didn't allow us to walk into that marriage until he aligned our hearts where it needed to be. I... um. I was my dad's first daughter, and um, I would consider myself to be spoiled, and my mom can attest to this. I was spoiled, and so I got whatever my whatever I wanted, I got it, even if my mom said, no, you can't have it. My dad would give it to me, and so I honestly, I feel like I had, now I can say this, I felt like I had this spirit of entitlement. because of how my dad raised me. And so this heart of mine wasn't right. And God had to do some things in me. He said, you're expecting this man to be your husband, but are you in line? See, see, we have to have our hearts aligned before God does the things that he wants to do in our lives or the things that we're expecting. Get your hearts aligned. And then just going back and thinking about Noah, We got to listen for directions from God. Listen for directions from God. You see, God gave Noah precise instructions. How the ark was to be built, who was to go with him, when he was to start. He gave him all of the instructions that he needed to move forward, to save his family. And if we're not in tune with God, we'll miss him. 
He gives us instructions. If you are a born-again believer and have accepted Christ as your personal Savior, the Spirit of God speaks. And it's up to us to receive and hear, or we can ignore him. Again, it's like the people, you know, in the times of Noah. I'm sure the Lord was speaking, maybe even prompting some of them to go and help Noah. They went about their merry way, acting like nothing was going on. Noah saved himself and his family. They were taken away by the flood. And then when God gives you direction, you just got to do it. Just do it. Noah did not go to his neighbors, even maybe even his family, his wife, and say, do you think I should do that? God gave me this crazy idea, and I don't know whether or not, whether or not it's going um, to uh, you know, go to pass. I, don't, I just don't know, God. He didn't go asking anybody questions. He just did it. If God is telling you to do something, the spirit of God has spoken something into your life and you're being hesitant for whatever reason. Sometimes we walk in fear or whatever the case may be. God says, just do it where God is guiding. He will provide. Amen. Just do it. So I walk through what we should expect as we are journeying through the earth and expecting things from God while we are here on earth. But there's a second part of this, and that's the expectation when God comes back for his church. The rapture and the second second coming of Christ. We got to be ready for Christ's return. We got to be ready. We don't know when he's coming. We just got to be ready. So we're going to journey through the, um, in Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. And we're going to start at uh, verse number six. And it reads, at midnight, they were aroused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all, for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some yourself. But while they were gone to buy the oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. So today, the 10 um, bridesmaids is representation of the church. That's us. And the bridegroom is Christ. So back in those days, it was customary for 
the bridegroom to visit the, the bride um, at night, and the bridesmaids, when he was to come, would go out with their lamps lit to light the way for him to return or to enter. And these ten bridesmaids, five of them had enough wisdom to carry enough oil. And today we got to have enough wisdom to carry the oil of Christ, to carry the Holy Spirit with us, leading and guiding us until he returns. But then you have those five foolish ones that didn't have enough. They weren't prepared. So when they went back to get more, they were locked out of the banquet. And it goes on to say, but he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too, I'm sorry. So, but he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. The doors were locked at this point. They could not enter. We don't know the hour. We have to be prepared or we're going to get left, left behind. The glory train is being round up. And either you get on board or you're going to get left behind. God is coming back for his church. He's coming back. We got to be prepared. Don't let the doors lock on us. If we allow the doors to lock on us, you're going to miss out on your kingdom blessing. You're going to miss out on that eternity that we talk about here. You're going to miss out on meeting those that have gone on before us. We're going to miss out on that paradise that we talk about in the heavens. Don't let the doors lock on you. And then um, in um, Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, it reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does, does the will of my Father, the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So all of these works, mean nothing if we're not obedient to what God has required of us. We have to be in line and in tune with what God is calling us to do. Even um, just walking in disobedience, if God has called you to do a thing and you, like I said, for whatever reason, aren't doing it, aren't walking in it, you're walking in disobedience. 
I, I remember myself, God has called me to speak, you know, several times or do different things. And out of fear or whatever, I've, you know, pushed back and said, no, I don't want to do this or no, I'm not going to do this. God has placed many gifts in us. Walk in the gifts and the things of God that he's called you to. So that God can be glorified. He wants to use us. And then um, I just want to read um, a couple more versions of that scripture. In the New Living Testament, it reads, but I will reply. And this is um, verse 23. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. Get away from me, you who break God's law. So, yes, we attend the service every Sunday. We pray unto the Lord. We prophesy. We cast out demons. But the Lord says, get away from me, you who break God's law. So while we may do those things, are we breaking God's laws? And then as I studied and I read, God had me go to the message uh, version of this. And it reads, knowing the correct password, master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my father wills. I can see it now. At the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me saying, Master, we preach the message. We bash the demons. Our super spiritual projects had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? He says, you missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourself important. You don't impress me in one bit. You're out of here. God says none of that matters. You're out of here. Like a child at a game of a baseball. <laughs> I remember LaRon and... Um, nephew Bubba playing baseball, the umpire would be um, really dramatic when they got out. You're out of here! I, that's what, as I was reading this, that's what I imagined. That's what I saw. As I read the message version of this, God says, you're out of here. You come strutting up here like you did this and that in my name. Get out of here with that. We got to be ready. We got to be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for God's return? I talked about this. Um, I had to read scripture at Delphine's um, brother's um, service last weekend. This song... Um, by Georgia Mass Choir just 
plays and plays in my spirit. And the first time I heard it, I didn't uh, grow up in the church. And um, I came to know the Lord in my early 20s. So I'm not one that grew up in the church. And the Lord, you know, was dealing with me at an early age. But um, I knew that I loved the Lord. And so I, I, I didn't know this song, but I remember hearing it um, on Delphine's um, ringtone. And the minute I heard it, it started to just minister to my heart. And the song is, um, I pray you'll all be ready. And I believe it's by Georgia Mass Choir. And it, um, the beginning of it says, I pray we'll all be ready. And um, it, say, it says, I pray we'll get our business straight so that we'll all meet at the gates. And that is my prayer, that we'll all get our business straight. And we'll all be at the gates, the gates of heaven. And we're he we're, we will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That we'll be able to enjoy the kingdom of God. And then it goes on to say, I pray that we'll give our hearts a search so that we won't be playing church. This song is powerful. Give our hearts a search so we won't be playing church. I pray we'll all be ready. We're expecting, but are you ready for his return? You're expecting, but are you ready for what God is doing in the earth? God wants to do amazing things through you and with you, but we got to be ready. We got to have our hearts aligned. Trust God. Have the faith like Noah. He didn't know what, what to expect, but he, he heard God and he moved. When we hear from God, we got to move. Trust him. I pray we'll all be ready. Thank y'all. Are we ready? Prepare the way of the Lord. Are we ready to follow him? The way is laid out, church. The way is laid out. Are we prepared to follow that path? That's a question for each of us. Each of us, deep in our hearts, are we ready to follow? See, we don't know the day, the time, nor the hour. It could be now. It could be a few minutes from now. We have to be prepared. The Lord is speaking. The Lord is speaking mightily, mightily, mightily. There may not be a second chance for us. Today might be it. This might be the day that you need to get your life together. That you need to have forgiveness in your hearts for others. Tomorrow is not promised. This world, as we see, is not promised, church. Not promised. The only things that are promised are the things of God. <laughs> are the things of God. So why wouldn't we follow the things of God if that's the only things that are promised to us? 
Let him lead us, and we follow. He would never lead us to destruction. He's trying to lead us to paradise, to paradise. Don't we want paradise, church? Do we want paradise or destruction? See, the choice is ours. The choice is ours. I'm going the way of the Lord. I'm going the way of the Lord. Are you coming? Are you coming? Let's go, church. Let's go. These altars are open. Amen. Amen.